You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, so all of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com. All of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogTalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646-478-0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God, Jesus came to set the captives free. Challenge to change, where transformation begins with you. Change appears to be one of the biggest hindrances to growth from relationships that I have encountered while in ministry. Our focus is usually on someone else and what they have done or are doing to us, instead of us being accountable to God and making sure we're not a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Challenge to change is about us taking personal responsibility for our Christian walk as we face challenges and issues and how to overcome them through biblical tools and techniques that we will discuss on this show. Everything about this show is encompassed in us depending on the Holy Spirit to edify, enrich, and transform lives by introducing individuals to a personal encounter with God's unconditional love. That is where real transformation begins and ends. 
So, Father, I come before your throne, washed in the blood of Jesus. I thank you for giving me the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might. Make me a quick understanding so I do not judge by what I see with my eyes or hear with my ears, but by what your Holy Spirit reveals to me. We thank you, Jesus, for your presence, and I ask you to be Lord over this ministry and all that is done here. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to anoint this time of prayer and ministry. We claim the blood of Jesus over the session for our protection. We proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord here and that this is holy ground. We take authority in the name of Jesus and the power of his blood and word and command all evil spirits to leave this property now. We claim this room sealed in the name and authority of Jesus. We bind and forbid any evil spirits on the outside from having any knowledge or influence in this room. We thank you that the battle is the Lord's, but the victory is ours. We thank you that you have the right to adjust, shift, change, move, do whatever is necessary to bring forth your glory, your power, your might, your dominion, your rest, your peace, your increase, your victory in every area of our lives. And we call it manifested right now in Jesus' name. And all in agreement say, Amen. Amen. So for those here for the first time, we have a conversational church, so you raise your hand and somebody... One of my mic runners will put a mic in your, your in your face because we internationally known. And uh, so as a result of that, um, just be free to talk on the subject at hand. Say subject at hand. <laughs> so we've been talking about perspective. And, and what's the definition of perspective? What did we learn about perspective? What did we learn? I got one in the back, one here. What did we learn about perspective? It's your view, and it's your mental view. It's your view or your mental view of how you see, interpret, understand things. Okay. Your mental view of how you see and interpret things. Anybody ever had a jacked up perspective before? Before you met Jesus? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, a way you see things as a result of who you are and what you do. Okay, so what's the example of that, Michelle? Um, okay, so when I go into a store and I see something that's a color, okay, I don't just say it's red. Okay, it could be brick, uh-huh. or it could be Ooh. a cool red because okay. I'm a graphic designer and I deal with colors. Okay. I see red differently than maybe someone who doesn't deal with red every day. They just see all the reds the same. Okay, all right, all right. What else about perspective? Did you have to change your perspective when you came in Christ? Is that the whole process of renewing your mind is that you start to see things differently than how you saw them before? All right, so I'm going to share something with you guys. All right, so um, anybody ever heard of Ironman Triathlon? Ironman? Okay. All right, so what's involved in that is a 2.4, I'm talking about perspective. Okay, Monica. So Monica said, what the world has got to do with perspective? I'm going to show you in a second. All right, it's a 2.4-mile swim. 112-mile bike ride, Top Gun. And then it's a 26-mile run. Is that a whole lot? Of, that's a whole lot. That's a, that's a long way, right? Okay. <laughs> it's this guy named Joe DeSenta. Um, he has done 20 of these before. 20. Okay. And he's the guy who started the, the Spartan the Spartan races that they would have where you go through mud and all that kind of stuff. I guess he got, got tired of all running all these, so he said, I'll come up with something that's shorter, more challenging. Smart man. So w- one day he's doing this run. He's, he's in this, this triathlon, this Ironman. So he gets, he finished a 2.4-mile swimming. He finished a 112-mile bike ride. 
But now he's working on the 26.2 mile run. And he gets 10 miles into it. And his body say quit. His body say just stop it right there. I don't want to do this anymore. You already have done 20. 20 of these and completed them. So why would you need this? Just, just stop. It was so bad you started to vomit. Started vomiting. Uncontrollable. Because once you get to a place where your body just says it's enough, it's enough. Okay? And then he saw something. What, what, what do you see right there on the right hand? She has a prosthetic leg. So now remember, he's vomiting uncontrollable. He's ready to say quit because he's already done this 20 times. But then he sees this young lady on the right-hand side that has a prosthesis. So what happened to his perspective? Because he went on to follow her through the finish line. So he, was, he had 16 more miles to go to finish. But remember I said, he started throwing up uncontrollable. He ready to quit. And then he sees her run by. So what changed his perspective? Because write this down. Your perspective determines everything. If you need a pen and paper to slip up your hand, we, we got plenty of them. Your perspective determines everything. All of a sudden, him not being able to run, she became an inspiration. And he started to follow her to the finish line. But what to the vomiting? What happened to the body says it's over? What perspective did he get in order to continue? And y'all can raise your hand. I got one here. Because we know his perspective changed because earlier he said, I quit. I only got 16 more miles to go. It was as if, you know, he took it in as if she can do it. Okay. I can do it too. Okay. She has, in 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 her, in one perspective, you can say that she has a little bit less. Okay. To work with as far as her physical body. Uh huh. So he get, he felt like he could do it too. Okay. And then everything else. Well, after that thought got in there, it shut everything else down to okay. to be in line with what he said. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. We got one over here. So if she could do it, anybody could do it. He could do it. It, it reminded me of the counting exercise, counting mm -hmm. exercise that you do, okay. and then you say your name. Uh -huh. It's like he, his body was in one one situation, then all of a sudden it's like boom. Okay. It's like he had to say his name, he had to look up, and he saw the different thing that shut off all the things that were going on in his biological body when he saw that. Okay. That. Okay. That would have stopped anybody's. Okay. Does she look like she in a lot of pain? Okay. So you can be in pain right now, and you can take on a different perspective, and the pain has to leave. The perspective is called Jesus. Jesus, what's your perspective of this situation, this circumstance, this pain, this lack, this child? What's your perspective of this? How should I look at this from your perspective? And it changes. It shifts. So I just want to call that out. There are certain people that say, no matter what happens, I'm coming home. No matter what situation I face, I'm coming home. 
They don't fold up. They don't stop fighting. They come home. So what's your perspective about the situation that you're in? All I'm asking you is this. It's 2019. I want you to think about something. When will I make a, have the perspective that I'm going to enjoy my life right where it is right here? Or am I going to wait until everything's perfect? I'm going to be waiting a long time. So 2019 is the day you enjoy your life. Today. You can make a decision. You can have a perspective that today, while I'm sitting right here in my seat, while I'm standing right up here, I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm not going to wait another day. If there's unforgiveness, your perspective is, I need to forgive that person. I don't care what they did to me. But my perspective is, I'm not going to go to bed upset another night. Your perspective is, if lack is in your life, I'm going to give my way out of lack. That's how Curly and I got out. We gave our way out. Follow me? All right, so let's look at some things. Let's read this together. The perspective we choose and nurture shape us for better or worse into the person we become. Perspectives create mentalities. Okay, I want to talk about that tonight. Perspectives create mentalities. So if you find a prosperous person, they have a prosperous mentality. You find a poverty-stricken person, they have a poverty-stricken mentality. So whatever their perspective is, I got to have the latest phone. Okay? Most phones cost, well, they got one out with 1100 dollars, right? Most phones going to cost you some money. A prosperous person will see, well, is anything wrong with this phone? Okay? They don't have to have the latest and the greatest. They just have to be able to communicate. Will it work? Can you dial? Can you text? Poverty-stricken person will say, I need the latest phone. And what will the store say? Well, let's just add it on to your past bill. Okay, so let, let's just meddle around for a little while. Poverty mentality versus prosperity mentality. I went over this a couple years ago, but it's new to you. Because, okay, let me keep going. Let me keep going. <laughs> Poverty mentality sees now. What does that mean, guys? See now. Instant gratification. What does that mean, Porter? Might come in your way. Instant gratification. I see what I... I you can't wait. Okay. 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 All right. Anybody else? One, two. Seize now. I want it. I want it now. What, what, what's that commercial about? My, my money. Somebody got in an accident. J.G. Wentworth. I want my money. I want it now. <laughs> but if you wait, you get the whole amount. Okay. But go ahead. Go ahead. I, th- I think that the see now like uh, looks at the short term. Okay. Instead of the long term. Okay. So they wouldn't be as. Um, Prone to save. Okay. But they'll just like spend their money on something that because they think, well, I mean, I have my money tomorrow. Maybe okay. This money tomorrow. All right. Let's spend it now. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. What does that mean? Narrow minded. Narrow minded. Um, you can't see the rest of the picture. Okay. So you don't, tunnel vision, uh-huh. their blockers on the side, you can't see okay. on the sides. Okay. Okay. Poverty mind sees the future. When you talk about savings, they get excited. When you talk about investing, they get excited. When they talk about the future, they get excited. I'm going to save for this trip instead of I'm going to charge, charge, charge the trip. Money seems emotion. Poverty mentality sees through emotions. It's Christmas time. 
How many people get in debt? I'm not asking y'all to raise hands. <laughs> How many people get in debt over Christmas? Y'all know some people? Because they, they, they credit card their way all the way through the holidays. And then January comes and they get the bill. But poverty, I mean, a prosperity mindset sees money logically. Well, I'm going to have to pay this bill back. So I tell you what I should do is I saved up the whole year for Christmas and how much we were going to spend. Me and my wife, we discussed it. We talked about it. The easiest way to do stuff is to use cash. So I gave Curly the cash, and she, she and I agreed. Once the cash is over, somebody not getting Christmas. <laughs> we, 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 we won't tell you who got left out. <laughs> but when the money ran out, Santa was gone. See, it's money logic. Why rent you can buy? But if you had bad credit at one time, the prosperity mentality say, I'm going to get that credit score. I'm going to do things. Like we got a class coming up in, in a week or so. And uh, Teresa and Megan just want to let you know we got praise support on two people that started to tithe. They say they're going to start tithing as a result of what you all shared. So what they went from seeing money emotionally, poverty, to seeing it in the future. Because, see, you can only reap what you sow. You don't sow anything in the kingdom. What you going to get? Okay, all right, well, let's keep going. Set low expectations. I want the bottom of the barrel. They, it's time to be promoted. No, 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 don't look at me for promotion because I, I want to be comfortable. I want to be able to roll over a couple times in the bed. I want to be able to take more breaks than anybody else. But prosperity mentality lacks a challenge. So they're the ones that raise their hand for the challenge because it's like, you know, I want to be challenged. I want every job I've ever had was a job where I had to believe God to do it. I never got a job where I was qualified for. I just went in, I talked, interviewed under the anointing. They said, there's something about you. I said, yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> it's called Jesus. <laughs> but I was always the last one to leave the job because I just didn't do the job. I like the challenge. So if I'm good at this, God taught me how. So then what if I do this? Then what if I do this? Because if you had a choice and it's time to lay off people and you got one person that's all they do is one thing and you got somebody that can do five things. You know how employment has shifted there. Like one time you just did your resume. Now they want to know the percentage of how you changed the company. See, at one time all you had to do is say, I went to college. But now they want to know, since you took over housing, how much has that increased? You got to like the challenge. You're lacking the challenge at church when the pastor called on you to do special things? Like Miss Candace over here. She's going to be teaching the, uh, uh, the young leaders. We're going to change that to uh, a dream team. But anyway, um, now I called her. She was cool on the phone. Okay, pastor. <laughs> she had already told somebody, my time is coming. Because, you know, I look at people kind of funny. I like, Dun. you know, I'm, I'm just zooming in on them. And they fill in the blanks. But you got to like a challenge. Make a decision that tonight that I'm into challenges. We all had birthdays recently. Ed, you had one recently. How, how long ago was it? April. How, how old you turned? Seven. Get, get me a hand clap. Seven. I just turned 60. Me and Ed's mindset is we're going to be better at, at, at as the more mature we get. We're going to get better at it. 
Because you should be smart about that now, right? <laughs> you see a young whippersnapper do some special things, you're like, okay, I'll wait for this to be over, and then I'll go ahead and, okay? But let me keep going. So you got to like a challenge. Who says that the more mature you get, you're supposed to look it? Y'all know people like that? Yeah, we know people like that? Yeah. The older you get, well, you know, you can let your be- Let me keep going. Okay, all right. Uh, poverty mentality. Live beyond their means. What does that mean, guys? Live beyond your means. What does that mean? You know you make... Uh, yes, sir. You don't have enough for it, but you'll get it anyway. Okay, don't have enough for it, but you get it anyway. Put the two credit cards together. You know you... you, you <laughs> You hadn't paid that first one yet, but what were you going to add to it? Live beyond your means. I want to live over here. There is no such thing as a starter house to a poverty mentality person. They're going to go for the big house first. Follow me? Live within their means. What, what does that mean, guys? Live, live within your means. I got Mike here. Live within your means. Me that basically means having a budget and sticking with it. Okay, having a budget and sticking with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you might do roof Chris once a uh, once a year. Then you think about it like, wow, how much stuff can I get with this money that um? But let, let, nothing wrong with roof Chris. You know, you need to treat yourself in there. Is that okay with y'all? Yeah. But you gotta have it in your budget, money. Entertain than educate. What does that mean? I'd rather watch TV. I'd rather watch somebody else succeed. Instead of me succeed. But the prosperity mentality, educate, they spend more money on educating themselves than being entertained. I remember years ago, I was in the photography. The first time I spent $25 on a photography book, it's like, wow. You know, got, got some big grief behind that. What? You spent $25? But it was going to make me money. So that $25 turned into $3,000 because that's what I charged for a wedding. But you're going to play Xbox. And you're going to play what What else? You get all the channels, and all you do is watch TV while you're watching a reality show where they're making money, and you are paying for them. But a prosperity mindset says, I'm going to be reading this book. I'm going to be studying this course. I'm going to be educating myself so that I will know what I need to know in order to advance. So always think next. Isn't that, isn't that the women's slogan for God's girl? You say God, girl? Okay. God's girl? Okay. See, that's how I'm supposed to say it. All right? So they're thinking ahead. They're not thinking for the moment. Right, Teresa? Ooh, poverty mentality is comfortable. Comfortable. I want to be comfortable. Write this down while you write. I told y'all a while ago, be comfortable being uncomfortable. If you live a lifestyle like that, hardly say no unless. You just tied one out and just, just, Pastor asked you to do something, uh, Benetta said yes. <laughs> Instead of fussing at folk along the way, she'd be fussing at people. You ask her to sit over here, she she fuss along the way. So I, I get comfortable with her, her ant- being antagonistic. You, you just got to learn how to flow with people because people special, right, Benetta? Right. Okay, all right. Be, be comfortable with the risk. See, you have faith. Use faith. Pray about something. Believe God for something. Don't change the story. You can extend the date of your faith, but don't change what you believe God for. 
Well, I'm believing to, 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 to save up enough money for a car. Well, you might not have the money that you thought you were going to have. You're still believing for the car. Just change the date of what you were believing for, but you don't stop believing for the car. You don't stop believing for your healing. You don't stop believing for your mate. You don't stop those things just because it appears as if it's not working. It's perspective. Perspective says it didn't work, so why pray? Where in reality, you've been saying a whole lot of stuff contrary to what you've been praying. So it takes a little while for those seeds to get out of the way, the weeds to get out of the way. Dream about the dream. Y'all seen people dream about the dream? You know what that is? I'm going to. And on Sunday, I'm going to talk about the three types of uh, power. And you, you'll be amazed at You'll be amazed at what the research is showing on that. So they dream about the dream. So every time you talk to them, you talk to them, they were this small, and, and they said what they were going to do. They're grown up now. They're still saying what they're going to do. But they had no action towards what they said they were going to do. You follow me? Y'all, y'all met anybody like that? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, that's not you, is it? <laughs> y'all don't expect them to tell the truth, do you? <laughs> but I do, guys. <laughs> I just got to go back for a second. I do want you to become comfortable being uncomfortable. I really do. Because that's where growth Growth is never comfortable. Right? You can go ahead and write that down. Because you can stop believing for that. Well, I'm going to grow, but I'm going to be comfortable in my growth. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Because there is no, no comfort in There is no comfort in growth. It has to be uncomfortable. It's like, wow, they asked me to do that. And, and the first time you ask, Sharon, I'm telling you, you're going to stay up that night. When you say yes to something that you, you feel like you can't do, you're going to stay up that night. You're going to think about that thing. You're going to toss. You're going to turn. And I'm just telling you in advance, just get the heck up out of the bed. Just get up out of the bed. Stop waking your spouse up. And just go into another room and just start writing things down. Holy Spirit, show me what you want to do with this. Is it okay to pray that you're afraid? Father, I'm afraid. I'm scared about this. But nevertheless, I said I would. You, I know you want me to grow because the person came and asked me. Follow me? And just get the, you know, just stay on up. Start praying about it. Holy Spirit, you're going to have to show me this. I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything about this. But it's obvious that you knew I was going to have to trust you. So j- j- just stop trying to go to sleep while you're tossing and turning. Just get out of bed. Is that clear? You, you, you okay with that? Dream with action. So what does that mean, guys? So Rosalind needed a car. So Rosalind decided that she was going to dream about the dream. I need a car. I need a car. I need a car. I need a car. My baby need a car. We need a car. We got to go here. We got to go there. We got to go everywhere. I'm tired of asking for a ride. I'm tired of asking for a ride. But I, I'm going to dream about the dream. I need a car. Rosalind didn't go check out a car. Didn't look at a car. Didn't do anything with the car. And then all of a sudden one day, Rosalind dream about I need a car with action. You heard her say she went down, uh, what, Williamsburg, then where else? Fredericksburg. It was a third place in there somewhere, wasn't it? Vienna. So is that somebody looking for a car? Is that somebody putting action to a car? Yeah, I, I seen her when she look a little, you know, get tired, so I know she get a little snappy. Y'all, y'all seen people get tired and snappy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move on, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> perspective create mentality. When we get tired, we get snappy. Anybody get tired and get pleasant? See, that's what I'm talking about. It's a mentality. 
won't you just shut up? I got kids in here. Okay. Hopefully he didn't hear. Okay, he playing with something. All right. Sees obstacles and problems. That's what poverty mentality sees. Sees obstacles and problems. Something's going to go wrong. There's no need in me applying for the car because something's going to go wrong. My credit is bad. Uh, Curly and I, in our early days, after we got married and stuff like that, and she laughed when it said, for better, no, it was about in all your worldly goods. Kelly laughed about that thing. And I was like, okay, baby, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but, but I'm telling you, it's like we saw past. When we got the faith message, everything we got, we got it by faith. Everything. Say everything. everything. So if you don't have enough, if you don't have your healing, you can only get it through faith. Because you tried to go medicine route. I'm not saying don't take your medicine. Take your medicine while you believe it. Everything you need is in faith. Everything you need is in him. Amen? This, this is what a uh, prosperity mindset. They see, see opportunities. Y'all know I'm getting ready to meddle in a minute, right? See opportunities. What's an opportunity? What's an opportunity? Compared to an opportunity. Got one here? See his opportunity. I think it is taking you out of your comfort zone and putting you in a position where you can do something that you haven't done before that okay. will take you to a different place in life. Okay. All right. So, so right there, y- 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 y'all got to side on this thing. I've been asked to do a couple things where it's like stretched me. And I say, well, do I tell the person I don't know how to do that? And the Holy Spirit say, I thought I was your all-knowing. I walk on in there. Yeah, let's do it. I can do it. Come on, let's do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got this. <laughs> we got this. And then he has to meet me there. That's what I mean by being comfortable, being uncomfortable. You follow me? That's how I work, though. I thought about that. Should I tell him now? Okay? So let me take y'all to the next level. We're going to talk about opportunities. Obligation versus opportunities. Uh-oh. It is an obligation. Or an opportunity. We're talking about perspective, right? Your point of view, how you see things. Obligation. Somebody read for us? With Mike Roger, you might read. The action of obligating oneself to a course of action by a promise or a vow. So what do you think I mean, guys? So I'm, I, I, I've obligated myself. I, when, when you get a credit card, you sign on that line and you say you're going to pay the credit fees, late fees, all the fees, you're going to pay this card off. So <laughs> that's obligation. Are you excited about that? That's why it's called an obligation. Okay. Chris, you're going to read the next one? <laughs> Something by which a person is bound or ob- obliged to do certain things and which arises out of a sense of duty or results from custom laws, etc. So what does that mean, guys? Obligation. It's the sort of thing I say I got to do. Oh, I got to. I got to pay my taxes. Okay, I got to pay my taxes. I got to get my car inspected. Okay. I got to pay the rent. Okay, all right. You you signed up for the military. Uh, Curl and I would, would, no, no, let me keep on going. I signed up for the military, and then you get surprised when you get called to go overseas. You knew you were married. You knew you had two children, but you signed up for the military. And then you're obligated to go when they call. You can say, well, I just got a newborn. I just got married. 
Huh? What 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 they say? Tough? See you in six months? Huh? Tough love? You're obligated. What happens in marriage when you feel like you no longer love them? And the air just got sucked out of the room. <laughs> Nobody wants to answer that. Okay? I'm going to tell you the answer to when you feel like you no longer love. Y'all ready for this? That's when you go over to opportunity. What I tell y'all that Curly and I wake up in the morning. First thing we wake up is, how am I going to outlove her? The opportunity is, how am I going to outlove her? And she's waking up, how is she going to outlove me? So we got two people going for the same cup. Oh, I was bringing this to you. Oh, no, I was, you were bringing this to me. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me get another cup. <laughs> a good chance for advancement or progress. Guys, when you start looking at things as opportunities, Teresa and Megan brought forth a teaching about giving. I remember Porter, when, when he did the first time he did the uh, uh, transition, he mentioned about tithing as an opportunity to give. See, obligation. Just put your hand up for a second. In your left hand, I want you to put obligation. In your right hand, I want you to put opportunity. And y'all tell me which one weighed the most. Just move around. Obligation, left hand. Opportunity, right hand. Feel it. Tell me which one weighed the most. Opportunity. He said, obligation. Who, who, who got obligation weigh more? Now, that's just a word. But the mind grabs and it perspective translates any time that I see obligation, it's going to be heavy. Wherever I see opportunity, now the world wants us to, God wants us to see it as an opportunity. Every time I get to minister the word, it's an opportunity to me. I don't care how late I got to stay up. See, this is the thing about the word. This is the thing about ministry. Is you teach on something, you're learning something. Because you got to learn it in order to teach it. Then you got to believe it as you teach it. Because how many of y'all know when somebody's not teaching right? Somebody's not saying it right. They don't believe what they're saying. How many of y'all know that? Squeeze your hand. Okay, I see four people. All right? <laughs> so the next time a challenge comes up, I want you to look at it as an opportunity. Like, wow. I get a chance to, to be advanced, to go in advancement. I get a chance. Uh, uh, Nicole. Nicole taught one Sunday. Nicole made the mistake of telling me that, Pastor, I didn't finish the teaching. So what does that mean, guy? <laughs> does that? Okay. So when Pastor got go somewhere, the first person I'm going to think about is the one that said they didn't finish. Amen? Now, I don't think Nicole going to say that no more, but she might because she's looking for an opportunity. You see how that works? A chance for a greater success. Opportunity. I, I remember one time when Michael Jordan first got started, and uh, he said, in a clinch shot, one, two seconds left, just pass me the ball. Just give me the opportunity. A lot of people saying, no, don't give it to me. I'm going to give it back to you. Because <laughs> they see it as an obligation, because they're saying, if I miss it, what's going to happen? Then they brought in a, a, a sports psychologist, and you notice this more in basketball than in, in basketball, if you take a shot and you miss it, a guy will come over and pet you. Then they feed you back the ball. 
because sports psychology says that if you miss it and you don't give the guy the ball anymore, he feels like he let the team down. But if you miss it and then I'm, I continually feed you the ball until you make it, even at the risk of us losing the game, then what happens is it builds your confidence. My team believed in me. And when I made a mistake, they still believed in me. Follow me? So you make a mistake. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, we still believe in you. And just ask him, is that true? Ask, ask, is it true? Is it true? Is it true? Who you talking to? Okay, she, she trying to talk to the little guy. She don't want to hear the real truth. She'll... But look at opportunities as a chance for greater success. Ooh, look at that. Somebody read that one out loud. Uh, uh. A good chance for advancement or progress. A chance for greater success. A favorable combination of circumstances, time, and place. So if I never swing at the ball, do I have a chance of hitting it? But the more opportunities I get sooner or later, I got to come out winning. I got to come out winning. When are you thinking? It might come in your way. Y'all got, y'all got different faces when y'all think it. I just want to let y'all know. One day I'm going to record y'all and let you know. <laughs> this is how the pastor know that you want something, you got something to say. Okay? So it's how you look at, like, the upcoming um, – uh, teaching by David Ramsey. Okay. So, like, you could look at it as, like, oh, it's another, it's another teaching. Like, uh. Uh-huh. But, like, that, I could look at, oh, is this really an opportunity? Okay. Yeah. But it's the same thing with mm-hmm. how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So, this is the time that I'm going to get this. You know, you, you got your budget straight, but there's something else you need to get straight. This is the opportunity. Like, I never question how many times I process something. I always look at it as, wow, that's one less thing I have to deal with. You follow me? So don't judge yourself because you've been in counseling for a while. Don't do it. Say, don't do it. Don't do where, where, where my girl that said, <laughs> Curly and I, we always do it. Her, her daughter said one night, she said, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Curly and I, we, 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 we get around certain things and we're like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's like, wow, God showed that to me because he wanted to bring healing to me. And just grab that thing. Okay, well, I'm going to get healed in this area. And then he's going to give you. See, he takes us from what? Glory to glory. So that lets us know we always have something that he's taking us glory through. Amen? Now, now, now repeat after me. Say, I didn't say that's bad. Because, see, I don't believe in, you know, something always going to go wrong. I don't go that route. You follow me? But I believe he takes us from glory to glory because that's what he said. So betterment to betterment. Okay? Opportunities. All right? Let's read that together. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. So is he going to trinkle light in? What did it say right there? Flood. So it's like... Flood you with light by the Holy Spirit. The revelation you get is like a flood. Just like I said this morning, walking, minding my own business, started crying about how thankful I am. That flooded. That didn't trickle in. It flooded. But what it was flooded with. So I would know. So in a moment of time, in, in a moment of time, I'm starting to thank him for things that I took for granted. The floor, the lights, the, the, uh, the cat. I mean, who's who, who thankful for a cat? 
but he let me know, Jazz's going to take the cat soon. But, so I got to enjoy Bella while I got her. Jazz come over the house and say, Bella, run, run, hide, Bella, hide, hide. <laughs> because, see, he called you. Guys, if he called you, that means that he has provision for the call. If he called you to be an usher, he has provision. He called you to be a pastor, he has provision. He called you to sing, worship, provision. Called you to pray, provision. Called you to money, provision. Called you to sound booth, provision. He called you. All it was answer the call, and I said, okay. He said, Wayne, hey, what can you do? But he called. So he's going to flood Wayne with light about what he's called him to. Now, can we cut off the light? How do we cut the light off, guys? Talk to my hand up. How do we cut off the light? Because he was like telling us, okay, you can do this. You have the ability. You have the talent. Six million dollar man? How many of y'all are six million dollar man? Might you never heard of six million dollar man? No. Okay. Yeah, you know who's six million dollars, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, okay. It's, it's like you said, when we get information, do we accept it or Ooh. do we discount it or do we distort it? Okay, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, yes, ma'am. Getting too busy to hear his voice. Ooh. Ooh. So, Nicole, do we make ourselves busy so we won't hear? Yeah. Y- y'all do that? Anybody do that? I get real busy, Lord. I know you called me to it, but shoot, hang up the phone, translate the line, you change, you get you another phone, change the number, whatever. God can't talk to me. He know how to get you. We disconnect from the power source, okay, which okay. is we can do it, like you said, by not listening to him okay. or just denying that, like, for example, our healing. We can just okay. deny that it's actually going to happen okay. or don't okay. think it's going to happen to us. Okay. We disconnect from what he's already said he can do. We okay. just choose not to believe that he's, he'll do what he said. Okay. All right. Yes, ma'am. Being excited at first and then getting in fear, okay, because um, you've never seen success in that area before. Ooh. Anybody that would like that? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, you you, you just slammed that one. Just just bet. Boom. <laughs> all right, let's keep going. And so, y'all ready? And so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of His active spiritual power is in us who believe. So what's my part in this? Because it's unmeasurable. It's unlimited. Surpassing greatness. So no matter how great you are, he wants us greater. He wants us to be to the place where we never know what's going to happen good. But it's going to be good, but we just never know. That's why I'm telling you in advance, I never compare one service to the next one. Because I'm expecting that unmeasurable and unlimited. If I can measure it, then that means uh, I'm still there. Okay, so this Sunday is going to be different than next Sunday and the next Sunday because every Sunday or every Thursday or every time I talk, there's going to be unmeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness because he's, he always shows up. Follow me? Get to the place where when you're called to do something, guys, let him do it in you, through you, by you. Okay? See, he, he, he gets glory when we shine, provided that we give him glory. Amen? All right, let's do our cold confession. All right, let's read it again. I stir up the gift that is within me by faith. I'm stirring up the power that is within me. 
I'm stirring up myself and running fear, procrastination, and every hindering spirit out of my personal and business affairs. I am ruled by my spirit. I tell my mind what to think and my body what to do, for I am a master of my emotions. I'm a person of immediate action. I am steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. These goals are my passion. I pursue them with enthusiasm and relentless determination. My feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. My loins are girded about with truth. I have on the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit, wherewith I quench every fiery dot of the wicked, and nothing shall by any means hurt me. No sickness, disease, incidents, or accidents can come nigh my dwelling. If I drink of any deadly thing, it shall not hurt me. A thousand shall fall at my side, and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come nigh my dwelling. I came to win, in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes today's message on Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you, with Pastor Paul Morgan. If you are ever in the Richmond, Virginia area, join Pastor Paul for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at Chosen Generation Ministries. The website is www chosenrva.com or call at 866-333-9505.